Chapter 17 Suffocation A week passed where Gwen and August orbited each other. Gwen still felt reserved after what had happened between them last time. August seemed to know that Gwen both couldn't talk about it and couldn't really think about it, so their conversations were limited to small matters, political matters, or simply noticing each other in the inner circles of Gwen's palatial rooms and nodding acknowledgments before moving in their own separate directions. Gwen still wasn't entirely sure why the sounding had bothered him quite so much. He'd had no problems with it when administering it to August, who in turn had clearly enjoyed it at the time. That was a memory that he replayed and appreciated for how profound it was, how surprisingly intimate. And the sounding for Gwen had been uncomfortable, even mildly painful, but not anywhere near the reams of torture that he had withstood over the years. And he'd never really cared about torture, because he healed, because pain was pain, and after a while the texture of it was the same. Yet the sounding had been different. He didn't even know he'd have problems with it until August presented him with the sounds and smirked at him. He didn't know it would be worse than he thought it would be, then worse again. August hadn't been facing him, hadn't listened, hadn't... But his mind wouldn't let him think on it too much. Instead, it reminded him of the aftermath, August's voice when he'd asserted that the sounding wouldn't be a part of the game anymore. Ever. Gwen had felt shaken by the sincerity of that statement. It was something he'd said once himself. It was a time-out that he'd never expected to offer, and certainly never expected to receive. Because why would they do that for each other? If they weren't in the game of this strange give-and-take that they had, then what were they doing together? He doubted August's honesty, but he didn't want to, and that bothered him. It was August, and August was dangerous. Not only because he was powerful, not only because he surely, surely nursed thoughts and schemes of revenge that Gwen could only imagine, not only because he was clever and able to see through most of Gwen's defenses, but because it was getting harder to resist him. There was a part of him that wanted to sink down into the submission that he inspired. He was still chagrined that he hadn't enjoyed what August had done to him, simply because August wanted him to. He didn't want to know that he felt ashamed for not pleasing him, hadn't been able to convey that strange, concerted rush when he felt August taking pleasure from Gwen's body. The way August had ridden him slowly, how his breath had stuttered out of his lungs when Gwen had, concentrating fiercely, attempted to help him. August had asserted that Gwen needed what he could give him, but the more August gave... It was dangerous, because one day August would turn around and use it against him. Because if Gwen were captive, if Gwen had August's history, he would do the same thing. He would find out what made August vulnerable, and he would turn it back on him one day. Because Gwen was caging a fae who, once upon a time, was now not for being harmful and disturbed, but was loved for his beauty and his wit. Gwen's father had been witty. His mother was beautiful, at least on the outside. They were people who possessed enough natural charm when out in public or during diplomatic events that they were respected and their presence was often requested at gatherings. Gwen was neither of those things. It never used to bother him, being the one in the family who simply worked and was a soldier. He'd taken a simple, humble pride in his skills, which were hard won, and that he had to persist in maintaining even now. It didn't matter that his fellows weren't attracted to him unless they were high on bloodlust or drunk 
and it hadn't mattered that he couldn't converse smoothly unless he was pointing at a map and talking about where to strike next. But he'd known that outside of being a soldier, he wasn't fit for anything else, except, it turned out, kingship. He wasn't invited to garden parties, and he wasn't requested for diplomatic events on a regular basis. Albion and Ondine did a far better job of dealing with those things. August was meant for another crowd of people. The only reason that he and Gwen were spending any concerted length of time together at all was because of his captivity. And if he were August, if he were someone like August, and if he were being held captive by someone like Gwen... Gwen knew he should watch his back, should disengage, but it was too late. And that last time August had asked him, Why aren't you angry? And Gwen had wanted to disappear, to melt away into light, and to leave the palace entirely, because it hadn't occurred to him to be angry. Not after the initial frustration melted into fear and violation and nausea. It hadn't occurred to him to be anything other than hurt, as though August had owed him something different. August's captivity was becoming harder to bear. Gwen had even daydreamed about what it might be like to release him. After all, August had to be contained for his own safety, for the safety of those around him. But if August were truly sane again, if he were stable and similar to what he once was, then why was he contained? Was it only to make everyone else happy? To offer them vindication? But no, they wanted vindication in the form of his death, and captivity wasn't enough of a compromise for them. And if August was truly sane... No one would understand if he released August. Likely even August wouldn't understand it, because Gwen was still puzzling it out himself. He didn't think about that too much either, because it wasn't possible. It was only that he was growing tired of being a captor, growing tired of his court constantly asking about it. But if he released August, then what? It was an arrow of pain in his heart. In his mind, he imagined being able to release August, imagined that it wouldn't spell the end of August's life, and that was satisfying, that August would get to live, get a second chance, one that Gwen suspected he may even deserve. But he couldn't foresee any scenario in which August would want to stay in touch. And the fact that Gwen wanted that, even after the last time and how badly it had gone for him, it was a trap he couldn't escape. His own body had engineered it, and it left him furious with himself. He knew to avoid entanglements like this. He knew! There was a reason he hadn't let himself be so open since Moffat. Many reasons. Ultimately, even if August betrayed him, even if August turned on him, Gwen knew that the person who'd started it all was himself. He was the one who walked down to August's cell and then kept coming back. He was the one who approached August in the first place, all those years ago. He was the one who, upon hearing one of his soldiers comment, he breaks people and puts them back together again. Wondered, even before he went mad, what being put back together again might be like. He'd spent his entire life broken. It was absurd that there was at least one fay out there who knew what to do with the pieces of someone. Gwen had done this to himself because of curiosity, because he couldn't just accept that things were the way they were supposed to be. Another week passed, and Gwen had thrown himself back into his work. He told himself that he wasn't avoiding August, while knowing it for the lie that it was. He refused to sleep. He yearned for things that he didn't have a name for, and between that, hated himself for his daring. His parents had taught him, hadn't they? He wasn't supposed to want anything for himself, 
let alone more. It was two days later that Gwen walked through a curtain of vines, only to see August standing, waiting for him. August said. Gwen's heart rate shot up, because this was not the way August started small talk. You've been avoiding me. I have a kingdom to run, Gwen said, and sidestepped August, trying to pull himself together. There was an instinct there to check if August was okay, if he needed anything. There was a darker instinct that told him to drop to his knees. He couldn't stand it. Gwen froze when August reached out, and casually, slowly, fisted his hand in the back of Gwen's shirt. That's a convenient excuse, August said. But as you are the king, you are also the one who can take a break from running the kingdom. August stepped forwards, and Gwen felt him, a sharp presence behind him, a coiled mass of energy. He smelled like fresh water and mineral-rich soil, of the land after days of heavy rain. August was in a mood, though what for, Gwen couldn't tell. The last time he'd been ambushed like this, August had tied him up, had shown him the sounds, hadn't listened, had forced... Gwen made a sound before he could stop himself, tensed. I think you need something you didn't get last time I had you, August said quietly, the words hypnotic and almost soothing. I think you need something that you don't understand and don't know how to ask for, and I think you're afraid now that I just might give it to you. Gwen's stomach dropped and he swallowed. His breathing turned shallow. The hand nodded in the back of his shirt relaxed, spread out flat across his spine, and then ran over his skin through his shirt until August could palm his ribs, until he could wrap his hand, possessive, around the front of his torso in what was almost a one-handed embrace. August was standing against him now, chest pressed against his back, breathing against his neck. Gwen blinked rapidly, wondered what August wanted, wondered what he thought Gwen needed because he'd been wrong last time. You can go deeper, you know, August said, pressing his lips to the back of Gwen's neck. Gwen shuddered and then bit his own lip when August scraped teeth across his skin, a threat, a line of sensation that made him forget what he was supposed to be doing. Deeper, Gwen said. And I'd like to see that very much, August said. I'd like to see how far I can push you. Because you fall so very hard, and you do it well, Gwen. Gwen's eyes closed at the praise. August's hand pushed into his front, encouraging Gwen to lean backwards against his chest, and Gwen, after hesitating, went with it. August was a solid weight behind him. His chin rested briefly in the space between Gwen's neck and shoulder. Then he moved his head so that he could lick up the back of Gwen's neck again, licking almost up to his hairline before biting softly at a cord of muscle. Gwen stared ahead, but he wasn't looking at anything. He was curious. His body wanted to know what would happen next. His mind was shutting down. There you go, August said. Already you want this. So easy. If I had known this about you before you defeated me, I would have simply found a way to get you outside of the court, and I would have stuffed your face full of cock and kept you like that for days. I'm almost certain that by the time I was finished with you, I could have crewed your name, and you would have bowed your head for a leash. Isn't that right, King? No, Gwen thought, weakly. He told himself the words weren't a turn-on, couldn't be, because this was exactly the sort of thing that Gwen was supposed to be worried about, the sort of thing that August would turn against him. Why has no one else discovered this about you? Or are you only like this for me, I wonder? Flattering, but it amuses me to imagine you like this for anyone. You have been ripe for the taking for centuries. 
An amateur could do this. I don't even need to bring my best game with you, Gwen. I can be lazy with you, and you still want to roll over. Gwen grit his teeth against the insults, stepped forwards and dug his fingers into August's wrist, pulling the arm away from his side. August immediately lashed out with his other hand and dug three fingers into points on his ribs that felt like liquid fire, and Gwen gasped, froze. I'm not done, August said sharply, disapproving. He dug his fingers in harder, and Gwen hunched over. The fingers felt like steel rods pushing into his side. His ribs felt broken, even though he knew they weren't. The pain encroached through muscle, drifted through lungs, and then made his heart lurch. When the fingers withdrew, Gwen stayed hunched over, the pain still racing. Unlike the other pressure points, the pain wasn't abating. If anything, it felt like it was getting worse. He grit his teeth and squeezed his eyes shut and told himself to just bear it. He jolted when August returned his hand and rubbed firmly over the place where his fingers had pressed in, but miraculously, the pain unwound quickly. Gwen sighed in relief. When he straightened, he faced August and stomped down on that odd breathlessness inside of him. You're obsessed, August. I swallowed you down once and you can't stop bringing it up. Anyone would think you had a problem. August smirked, his eyes gleamed. Well, you should see yourself, choking on it, crying, eyes squeezed shut, trembling. I don't need to do that, Gwen said, when I have the next best thing. He stared at August meaningfully, and August chuckled and stepped forwards, placing his palm over Gwen's torso again. I'm going to hurt you later on today. Do please bring the banter with you, because I always enjoy the part where you pretend you stand a chance in hell against me, right before you break and cry. Didn't you know? It makes the tedium of passing days here almost bearable. August patted Gwen's shoulder with a faux affection, and then walked off, laughing indulgently as he went. Gwen stared ahead, wide-eyed, wondering what had just happened. The rest of the day passed as an increasing ball of tension in Gwen's gut. He didn't know what August had planned, when he had it planned for, and around eight in the evening he contemplated teleporting out of the city court and not returning until morning but he suspected August wouldn't be entirely happy if he did that, either. Then again, August had already promised that whatever he did would hurt, so how much worse could it— Gwen shut that line of thought down quickly, because that was just asking for trouble. At ten in the evening, a hard knot of anticipation in his stomach and mouth dry, he ended up walking to August's rooms, because his mind was conjuring up things he couldn't bear, and he just wanted to know what August had planned. He felt shaky as he walked down the corridor, he stared uncertainly through the stained glass windows into the dusky twilight that never entirely reflected what the actual time of day was. He picked up August's scent and followed it into August's bedroom, where he was leaning back in his chair, bare feet up on his desk, reading a thick, hard-backed book on the physics of light. It was a human book, and Gwen had no idea where he'd gotten it from. August had obviously befriended some of the trows, because they seemed to bend over backwards to find him anything he asked for. I wondered how long it would take you. August said, turning the page and continuing to read. Gwen watched his eyes move over the page, waited awkwardly in the doorway. August came to the end of whatever passage he was reading and slipped a thin, metal bookmark in between the pages, the kind of bookmark that could easily have doubled as a small knife, before carefully folding the book closed. He placed it precisely on the desk, shifted it slightly with his finger until its bottom edge lined up perfectly with the edge of the desk. He swung his feet off the desk and rose in a quick movement, he stood in front of Gwen, and the weight of that undivided attention was disconcerting. Gwen took an involuntary step backwards when August reached out for him, 
No, no, you came here to me, August said, tucking his fingers into the collar of Gwen's shirt and pulling him backwards. The backs of his fingernails scraped against Gwen's collarbone. Aren't you curious? Didn't you decide it was better to know? I certainly decided you might not like it if I left. But you didn't actually leave, think the better of it, and then return? Impressive. I don't appreciate you playing with me like this, Gwen said, and then blinked when August tiptoed the fingers of both of his hands along the sides of Gwen's neck, stroking over his internal carotid arteries, drawing forth sensation. He dug his fingertips into flesh, and Gwen was surprised at how blunt August's nails were. The claws were filed down. They'd grow back quickly, but he'd smoothed them down. It was odd for there to be no sharp points threatening to break through his skin. One of August's hands dropped down, and with no preamble, cupped him through his pants, and Gwen couldn't move. August blinked with a sleepy satisfaction, a predatory spark lighting up in his eyes. You do appreciate me playing with you like this, see? It didn't take much to rouse Gwen to half-hardness, and then further. August's hand barely shifted against him, and Gwen stared past his face and looked at a point in the room, wishing he had an idea of what August had planned. When August smoothed his palm over him, pressing down with the heel of his hand, Gwen's mouth thinned. "'You can speak today,' August said, "'when I give you a chance to.' "'Pardon?' Gwen said, and his voice was already weaker. "'But when I ask you to do something, you had best do it quickly, do you understand?' Was my hand, here, getting in the way of your ability to comprehend what I'm saying? Fingers squeezed at the head of his cock through the fabric, and the pressure, the texture of the cloth, the fact that he was only newly aroused and still wary, all combined to make him oversensitive. He nodded quickly, hissed uncomfortably, and August relented for a few seconds, then squeezed again, likely just to show that he could. Close the door, August said crisply, and Gwen turned out of August's touch and closed it uneasy when August pressed himself up against Gwen's back. He was starting to realize that August had a thing for crowding him. He was starting to realize that he had a thing for it. It overwhelmed his senses, scattered the rest of his thoughts. Lock it, August said. No one will bother us, Gwen said. I'm not sure. <clears throat> Gwen cried out in shock and then pain as August reached around and dug his fingers into ribs again, finding the same pressure points as before. Gwen's hand came out and braced himself against the door he'd just closed. White sparks were exploding in his vision. It was worse than last time. It hurt. I just said that when I ask you to do something, you had best do it quickly. Pay attention, Gwen. I don't need claws to hurt you. Gwen gasped and fumbled at the lock, and it was only when it clicked into place that August relented, releasing his fingers from where it felt like they'd been digging through muscle directly into his bones. He didn't know what it was about those particular pressure points, but they stayed locked up like a muscle spasm until August returned his fingers and rubbed over the space again, smoothing out the pain. Gwen shouted out an exhale of relief, and August made a small, unhappy sound behind him. So tense, he muttered, almost to himself. Gwen didn't read an order in those words, so he took a moment to rest his head against the door. August pressed the flat of his fingers over certain points on Gwen's ribs, and pain flared briefly, then released, causing warmth to flow through him. After a while, the quality of the pressure changed. He frowned as the hand smoothing over the pressure points became fingers simply smoothing over his torso. "'What are you doing?' Gwen said, confused. "'I'm touching you,' August said. The part where August said, "'You idiot,' at the end, was implied in his tone. "'Yes, but—' "'So eager to hurt?' August said, and Gwen's eyes widened. "'That's not what I meant,' he said. 
August stepped back several steps, and Gwen turned around, feeling the absence of August's hand from his side, and a residual dull ache where the pain had initially flared. He would like to find the fay that had taught August about pressure points and throttle them. Likely it was Flurry, and she was dead anyway, but still. He didn't remember Flurry ever being that good with him, but then perhaps he'd just never been in a position to find out. Take your clothes off, August said. Gwen blinked at him, shivered. Gwen's hands moved automatically to his shirt. Last time he'd taken too long, he'd had claws rake into his skin. This time the threat was likely pressure points. Either way, he didn't care enough about being clothed to risk getting hurt again. He dropped his shirt to the floor and went to work on his pants, letting them crease at his feet. He straightened, stepped out of the pants, and looked at August to distract himself from looking over at the bed, from speculating about what might be happening. The bed dominated the room. Now me, August said, smirking, raising an arm to indicate his shirt. Gwen narrowed his eyes and stepped forwards. This wasn't something he'd had to do before, and he was curious, wary. He placed both of his hands at August's shoulders, and August clucked his tongue in disapproval. Unbutton it. It's, Gwen started to say, thinking, a wide-necked shirt, I can pull it off. Gwen cut himself off, reaching down for the first button at August's chest. It didn't matter if it could be taken off all at once, just like it hadn't mattered whether the door needed to be locked. These things were arbitrary. August was simply giving him spaces to resist his orders to see what he would do. He ignored the way August's smile widened as he carefully unbuttoned his shirt, letting the fabric fall open, exposing August's chest and telling himself not to look so that he could stay focused. He reached up after undoing the last button and eased the fabric off his shoulders. He didn't know if he should let it fall to the floor, but August didn't say that he should do anything else with it, so he let it drop. He lowered his hands to August's pants, dark gray today, and August rested his hands over Gwen's, a stilling motion. No. Take these off while you're on your knees. Gwen's heart rate spiked again. He looked at August to double-check, then looked away as he dropped onto the hard floor. The wood was cold against his knees. He was finding this part harder, eagerness and dread tangling up together until he wasn't sure exactly what to do. But August had told him what to do, hadn't he? He reached up with his hands once more, and this time August didn't stop him. When Gwen hooked his hands into the hem of the pants to bring them down, August reached over suddenly and placed his fingertips back over Gwen's neck, finding the shape of his carotid arteries and stroking downwards. August brought his fingers back up and pressed, and Gwen felt the constriction in his throat, rasped a breath before the pressure lightened. The fingers only withdrew when Gwen pulled off August's pants properly. August wasn't hard yet, but that didn't surprise Gwen. Still, a cool flicker of disappointment washed through him. "'On the bed,' August said, stepping back. "'On your back.' Head flat, not resting on the pillows. Gwen narrowed his eyes at the odd order, but didn't say anything. Then it occurred to him as he got on the bed, trepidation settling in his bones, that he could talk as freely as he wanted to. August had said he could speak. Why no pillows? Gwen said as he lowered himself down onto his back. In order to avoid the pillows, he had to lie down further on the bed. He was too long for it, and he bent his legs, nervously pulling at the fabric of the duvet between his thumb and forefinger. Instincts warred with each other inside of him. There was one that told him that he should be fighting back, teleporting away into light, but that voice was harder to listen to than the one that just told him to listen, to pay attention. Because, August said as he crawled onto the bed with his sleek animal grace, I'm going to choke you, and this will make it easier on me. Gwen pushed himself upright at those words, 
eyes widening. August placed hands flat on his chest as he straddled him and pushed him back down with a significant amount of strength. "'That's why you cut your nails,' Gwen said, frustrated, a spool of curiosity unwinding inside of him. He didn't want to be interested in this. It was dangerous. "'Yes,' August said, looking down at him with lidded eyes. "'It's actually something I quite enjoy. Usually it's something done while your cock is being stimulated. Hypoxia is a stimulant, you know.' But as you tend to come in about thirty to sixty seconds, I wondered what would happen if I just sat here and wrapped my hands around your throat. Then you think I'll just let you do that, Gwen said, flat, and August bared his teeth in a grin. It was feral, and Gwen pushed himself up again, pushing at August with his hand. August grasped his wrist and dug fingers in between the veins, finding a locus of nerves that blazed like fire down his arm. It left his arm weak, and his hand went limp. He growled in frustration tried to move his hand and wrist, but they wouldn't respond. "'I think I'll make you let me,' August crooned, increasing the pressure until numbness followed the length of pain all the way to Gwen's shoulder. "'Lie down.' "'Last time you did the—that to me. This time you—' August let go of his arm suddenly and pulled Gwen's jaw around with thumb and forefinger, staring at him. His eyebrows pulled together, his mouth twisted down. "'That? You can't say sounding? Say it.' Gwen swallowed, jerked his head out of August's grip, and shoved at him hard. August tightened his legs around Gwen's torso, but Gwen was stronger, more determined, and he disengaged himself. He pushed himself back up the bed until his shoulders hit the headboard. His heart was pounding now because he hadn't done something he'd been asked to, because once again he wasn't pleasing August. He wanted to, but he'd be damned before he could caught in a situation like last time. August twisted on the bed, lurched forwards to attack, and then stilled the dissatisfaction on his face blending into something very different. He paused, and then settled back until he was sitting. He folded his hands in his lap. He looked contained. "'Say it,' August said, and Gwen glared at him. "'Don't think about last time. Think about the time with me, when you enjoyed yourself, and say it.' Gwen didn't like this at all. He didn't like that August knew how uncomfortable it made him. He didn't like that he couldn't actually say it or that August was just sitting there watching him, instead of pushing him or fighting back like he thought he would. He was confused. And it shouldn't be hard, anyway. He had to say things all the time that he didn't enjoy saying. Talking with his mother alone was a constant exercise in forcing himself to say things that he didn't want to say, such as, for example, anything at all. He didn't particularly enjoy talking with Creel. You know, August said, speculatively, at the time, you joked that you might want to come later, at the end, when you were slightly more at ease. But you haven't asked me since then, and you've been avoiding me. When was the last time you got yourself off? Gwen frowned. Now he had no idea what was going on. It was also a subject that made him uncomfortable. I don't really... Gwen shook his head. He sighed. It's been a while. You aren't serious, August said, staring at him. I had this delightful image of you tugging yourself off about twenty times a day. Three weeks, maybe, Gwen said, and August's eyes widened. It wasn't often that Gwen saw August truly shocked, and he suspected he was seeing it now. Tell me what you thought about three weeks ago, August asked, recovering from his shock quickly and tilting his head to the side. Gwen flushed, because what he thought about three weeks ago was August forcing his cock down the back of Gwen's throat. Gwen couldn't even say that he only thought about the parts where he'd gained back more control. He'd thought about all of it. 
even the parts where Aldous hadn't stopped, had heard him, had looked down at him with that smug anger in his eyes and said, Take it, Gwen. In fact, Gwen remembered, looking down at the texture of the duvet, that may have actually been when he'd come. Gwen cleared his throat, and then looked up when Aldous crawled towards him, his smirk returning. Tell me, Aldous sing-songed, putting his hands up on Gwen's thighs and raising himself up until they were on a level. Did you think about me? Gwen looked up at the ceiling. He was in trouble here. He didn't know what to say. He didn't particularly want to give August the satisfaction, but obviously it was too late for that, as he had an incredibly smug look on his face. Because I think I can guess, if you did, August said, sliding his hands forwards until they met his hips and slid inwards. The confidence of it, having August find his way closer to his cock, it was distracting. Gwen exhaled through an open mouth. August, but I want you to tell me, didn't you know? Repressed uppity kings who are so good at talking filth when they're in control, but can't manage basic sentences the rest of the time, are a thing of mine. Go on, tell me. August rested one hand at the crease where Gwen's bent leg met his torso, and curled his other hand around Gwen's cock. Gwen closed his eyes. If you tell me, we can do it again, August said, voice rich and promising. Fuck, Gwen thought. If you say it... We can maybe kill two birds with one stone. I want to see you without air, and I think you want to be without air, in a very specific context. But you have to tell me. You said you were going to hurt me, Gwen said, and August's expression flickered for just a moment. I think I already have, he said, something unreadable in his tone. Then it became confident once more, transforming to smoothness. And I think I will again, and I think I might tonight if you let me bruise the back of your fucking throat. Gwen swallowed, then moaned when August began moving his hand up and down, a slow, rhythmic movement. August dropped his head and placed his teeth on Gwen's neck in an open bite, pressing down, licking with his tongue. He withdrew and then arched up again, making eye contact. Tell me, Gwen, August said. I'm being so very patient. Tell me what you thought of three weeks ago. I... You, Gwen said, looking sideways. The hand on him tightened as if in reward, moved faster. Gwen licked at his dry lips, shuddered, wished this was easier, but it wasn't. He'd never been good at this. Um, when you had me on my knees. When I had you on your knees doing what? The hand that had been moving on him withdrew, became a palm smoothing over his lower belly, then tracing a curve of muscle on his upper thigh. Gwen shifted, restless, and August dug his fingers into muscle, scraped them over his skin. Gwen grunted. Tell me, August said, and I'll give you something else to think about next time. Gwen's head fell backwards at the thought. It thumped into the headboard. August laughed in the back of his throat. <laughs> but you have to tell me, August said. Isn't this novel, though? When you're lording it over me, you'll suck my cock this, and I'm going to make it hurt. That. And now look at you. Aren't you embarrassed for yourself? Or is that the problem? You've been alive for long enough, Gwen. Why are you so shy? I'm not shy, Gwen said, voice hardening, and then he hissed when August wrapped his hand around his cock again, moved slowly, maddeningly. You are, August said, smug. So go on, then, if you're so bold. Tell me what you thought of 
the last time you wrapped a hand around your cock and well do you stick fingers inside of yourself gwen's eyes flew open no he said affronted and august tipped his head forward helplessly as he started to laugh his hand paused in his movements and instead he just chuckled quietly gwen ground his teeth together <laughs> not even once august said and gwen scowled august was teasing him now you want to know what i thought about gwen said and august hummed i keep asking you don't i i thought about how deep you were able to go gwen said quickly determined and how good that felt i thought about how my throat hurt for at least a full day afterwards which meant that you did some damage because my healing doesn't usually take that long and i liked it i couldn't look at any one of my colleagues as citizens the next day and talk to them without thinking about it i thought about how your breathing changed when i was able to go at my own pace without any hands just my mouth and tongue and throat around your cock but instead of it ending the way it did i imagined you spilling down my throat because if you must know gwen didn't get a chance to finish his sentence august surged up and steeled his mouth over gwen's thrust his tongue in deep august's hand worked at him fast and confident now thumb moving over the head of him and striking a core of warmth within causing it to spread gwen's eyes closed his face was burning he couldn't believe he'd said all that could hardly believe august's reaction to it move august demanded as he pulled back biting gwen's lower lip move so that i can choke you with it again we're doing breath play tonight one way or another gwen might as well be the way you can stand august moved up alongside gwen so that he was sitting with his back against the headboard he had at some point become fully hard and when august pointed at the space between his legs gwen went a hunger burning inside of him he hoped that he had something to do with august being hard he moved forwards impatient ready to start but august placed a quiet hand on his shoulder gwen looked up confused and august was watching him all traces of self-satisfaction or smugness gone from his face his mouth was pulled down at the corners his eyes sober i'm serious august said breath play you have pressure points here august reached forwards and dug his index and middle fingers into the sides of gwen's jaw where the bottom hinged into the top gwen felt nothing and then august inched his fingers upwards until he found what he was looking for there was a flare of mild pain and his bottom jaw went lax i'm going to use them so you don't hurt me do you understand gwen stared at him as august removed his fingers from the pressure points the pain died down august kept his hands on gwen's face and gwen couldn't look away august was being gentle but there was something fierce in his eyes something determined i don't plan on pushing you to blackout august said eyes bright but i will push you you are serious gwen said and he wanted to take back the words as soon as he'd said them of course august was serious he'd been in august's playrooms before hadn't he he'd seen at least some of the things that august was versed in he shouldn't be surprised that this was one of them fear bubbled and august's fingers shifted on his face he leaned closer your pupils just dilated august said and then the side of his mouth turned up good his hand slid up gwen's cheeks and into his hair and then he put increasing pressure on gwen's head pushing him down start august said and gwen went with the movement moving so that he was as comfortable as possible he rested his right arm on the outside of august's thigh bracing his forearm on the blankets he placed his left hand on august's torso wanting something to hold on to liking the tautness of august's musculature the way his lukewarm skin warmed beneath gwen's palm august's hand slackened rising up and shifted through his curls letting gwen at least for now go at his own pace gwen wished his mouth wasn't so dry but he figured that wouldn't be a problem for long he stretched his tongue out 
licked the head of August Cock, familiarized himself with the shape of it in a way he hadn't been able to last time. His fingers twitched against August's torso, where August, in turn, had taken a sudden, deep breath. Every breath after that was forced back to evenness, but Gwen had noticed, couldn't repress the pleasure that rose inside of him at that involuntary response. He didn't take August into his mouth straight away, testing his leeway. He licked a semi-dry stripe down the length of him, and August's hands tightened in his hair, but didn't force him to do anything else. He licked his way back up again and took the head of August into his mouth, pushing down and realizing the angle was slightly wrong. He hitched his shoulders up and concentrated. Not perfect, but better. It would have to do. He sank lower, breathed through his nose, head spinning already. Gwen started to lift his head to increase the amount of saliva in his mouth, but August's hands tightened and prevented the movement. All the way down, August breathed, since you're so good at it. Gwen hesitated, took in a deep breath through his nose and closed his eyes, wishing the nerves would disappear. They fluttered sickeningly in his gut, made him aware that he wanted to do well, that he didn't know what was coming, that he didn't know if he'd manage, that he wanted to please. He lowered down anyway, August's hands in unforgiving pressure, and Gwen not wanting to resist. When August hit the back of his throat, he paused, focused. He could do this. He tried to will his neck to relax as he swallowed, and August slid through into his throat. His gag reflex closed in immediately, and he made a sound of frustration. One of August's hands gentled, calmed the side of his head, and then stroked his forehead and cheek in a way that reminded him of an ancient, familiar touch, and Gwen's mind tilted, his breath hitched. Moffat. His heart ached, felt like it was splintering, and he moaned in despair. He'd done this before. August's hand stopped moving at the sound. He leaned forward. He'd noticed. But Gwen didn't want to think about it, didn't want to think, and he had the perfect solution for that in his mouth, entering his throat. He forced himself down roughly, not stopping until there was no more of August left to take in, until his nose was touching August's skin, thick with a scent of him. He sucked experimentally, and August touched the side of his face with his fingertips, then smoothed back up and ruffled his hair. Up, August said, and Gwen lifted his head, mouth wet, breathing as soon as he was able. He kept his mouth open a little as he looked up at August. Why are we stopping? Gwen said, confused, and August narrowed his eyes. Gwen noticed a flush on his cheeks, and felt his own cock twitch against the bed. Because, August said, expression smoothing into something dark, it's the last time you're going to have this much oxygen in your bloodstream for a little while. You should enjoy it. Gwen blinked, dazed, and then took a deep breath, wondering what he was getting himself into. Down, August said, and Gwen went with the pressure again, tracing the fingers of his left hand over August's skin as he went. A small voice in the back of his mind shrieked that he should not be this easy, that he should not allow something like this, but the voice was easy to ignore when he lowered his mouth over August once more and swallowed him down, finding himself overwhelmed as his throat stretched open again, the painful scrape of it, the concentration it required. He realized that August wanted him to find his own rhythm, and he did, taking small catches of breath where he could, mouth kicking in and producing more than enough saliva. He was hard against the blankets, ground his hips down on a downstroke, and groaned when his mind went satisfyingly blank. The next time August bottomed out in his throat, August straightened, and one of the hands on the back of his head fisted hard into his hair, held him down. Gwen jerked, scraped his cock against the blankets involuntarily, and grunted. His throat hurt, his scalp hurt, his chest still ate. Seconds passed, and Gwen trembled when August lowered his other hand to Gwen's jaw 
and pressed his index and middle finger into the point he had before. Gwen's jaw was already open, already lax. He knew August was just preparing for when Gwen might not have control over his reflexes. It sent a thick wave of fear through him, because already he couldn't breathe. He wondered why August thought this would be effective, though. Gwen could simply move his head upwards, resist the pressure. And as he wondered that, August's other hand on the back of his head twisted so that the fingers were pointing in the direction of his neck. They shifted down to the space where skull met cervical vertebrae and stroked firmly. Suddenly August seemed to find what he was looking for, and fingertips pressed down hard. Gwen's eyes flew open. He couldn't move upwards at all. The back of his neck had locked up. It wasn't like anything he'd experienced before, and it was frightening. He made a sound of distress, and August hushed him. Hang in there, August said. It's temporary. August shifted, arched his hips so that his cock shifted painfully in Gwen's throat. It shouldn't have been a turn-on, it shouldn't have distracted him, but it did. Gwen made a sharp sound that might have been a moan if he had any air, then whined when he realized oxygen was becoming a problem. He blinked tears out of his eyes, his vision blurred. August's fingers pressed into the side of his jaw, and pain flared briefly, mild because his mouth was already open. Seconds passed, and Gwen choked out several repetitive sounds of protest, and August made a responding sound of approval that made Gwen's chest feel even tighter. His body felt too hot, too wound up already. He tried to strain backwards, his shoulders bunched to push himself up and off, but the fingers digging into the back of his neck meant his spine wasn't cooperating. August hissed, and Gwen realized that he was digging his nails into August's torso, that he was clawing. The pain in his chest was getting worse. He could feel his heart laboring. He reminded himself that this couldn't kill him, that if dying was as simple as prolonged oxygen deprivation, he would have been dead years ago. It couldn't kill him. But the pressure and the pain were spiraling upwards, and threads of black panic started to pick up speed. Suddenly the hand lifted up off the base of his neck, and Gwen pushed up and off, chest heaving for air. He coughed wetly, gasping, and shook his head because he was so hard. He was still so hard. He thought he might be even more sensitive now than he was before. Down again, August said, twisting his fingers into Gwen's hair and tugging him back. That's enough air. August. Gwen said, voice shot through with raggedness. August cleared his throat, took a shaky breath. Down. Gwen went down on August again, but it was harder this time to open his throat, his lungs still heaving for air. He had less control over his neck muscles. He whimpered as August's cock scraped over bruises, whimpered again when August dragged his fingers reassuringly over his scalp. August moved his hands again in a slow, drugging manner, and Gwen's blood leapt with arousal. He pushed his hips down into the blankets, rolled them, and was able to take August down all the way as a blaze of heat filled him. "'Are you close?' August said, and Gwen shrugged, because he didn't know. It was confusing. He felt split somehow. He couldn't tell. "'Find the pace you like,' August said roughly, as Gwen started bobbing his head slowly up and down, and follow that with your hips. Gwen found his pace and experimentally rolled his hips into the bed, following the rhythm, realized quickly that he was closer than he thought. He found himself tapping at August's torso, letting him know, and then his brow furrowed when he realized what he was doing. When did he start doing that? August said nothing, but on a downstroke soon after Gwen started tapping, his hand pushed down on the back of his head once more, and fingers sought out the pressure point at the back of his neck. Gwen wished he'd sucked in a deeper breath last time, and then thought flooded out of him as his vertebrae locked up and fingers found the side of his jaw, stroking twice, almost affectionate, before resting, waiting. Gwen could feel his heart thumping hard already, feel his discordant pulse points. His whole body felt like it was throbbing. 
He moaned thickly when he realized how hard he was. Hold off, Olga said softly. Hold off, and you can come next time, I promise. Gwen's head was swimming. His mouth and throat hurt, were full. Dizziness powered into him, and he made a sharp, short sound when his chest heaved sharply without his input. August was saying something else, but sound had become murky. He had far less oxygen left in his bloodstream than he did before, and he was closer to the blackness. He became aware that he was shaking. Sharp pain flared through his jaw, a lightning strike up through the side of his face. He startled. That had been unexpected. He realized, dimly, that August had pressed his fingers in before, and that Gwen had automatically gone to close his jaw without realizing. His reflexes were kicking in. Frustratingly, he was still hard. He wanted that release more than anything. His body taunted him, told him that release would be deep, satisfying breaths of air, that it would be more than just pleasure. Gwen wasn't thinking properly when August let go of the pressure point on the back of his neck, and, close to blacking out, August quickly pushed his hand underneath Gwen's chin and helped him up and off. Gwen's shoulders gave way and he gasped for air, had no idea how much time had passed. It hadn't seemed like long at all, but now he wasn't sure. Time wasn't working properly. Fingers pressed into the pulse at his neck. The fingers of August's other hand stroked his forehead. <coughs> Is this <coughs> good for you? Gwen heard himself say between spasms of coughing, his voice too rough to cooperate. August smoothed his hand over Gwen's face, collecting tears and spreading them. If you must know, I'm having to hold myself off, too, August said, unsteadily, and laughed. <laughs> I am, after all, a sadist. <clears throat> oh, Gwen managed, in exhausted agreement. That's enough, August said, tugging at Gwen's hair until Gwen forced his arm underneath himself. He felt uncoordinated. His lungs were on fire. He didn't know if he could do this again. There was no way he'd be able to tolerate it under any other circumstance, and he didn't know if he could withstand it again. Deep-throating was one thing, but this was beyond what he had words for. Tipped him over a line into a scattered, disorganized place. <clears throat> Please, Gwen sobbed, and August kept pulling on his hair. August! It will be quick, this time, August said, and Gwen hoped he was right. Hoped this wasn't one of those times when August said one thing, but meant something else entirely. Again, Gwen, focus. Gwen listened, tried to obey. He lowered himself again and hissed at the pain in the back of his throat, rose up away from it, still felt like he hadn't properly caught his breath. Come on, Gwen, let me come down your throat. Isn't that what you wanted? Fuck, Gwen thought again, lowering his mouth around August, forcing his own throat open and holding back the sudden urge to laugh. He'd withstood torture, but August pressing down the back of his throat made him want to cry out, and he whined again, frustrated, pained, full. Move, Gwen, August said, voice carrying an edge which sounded like impatience, confirmed when August's cock twitched in his mouth. Gwen started moving his head first, far clumsier than before. His hips followed, and he wasn't going to last. His cock had a mind of its own, and whatever pain was going on in the upper half of Gwen's body wasn't reflected there at all. He started tapping at August's torso again, over and over, because how, how was he supposed to... That pressure again, at the back of his neck, fingers digging in at the base of his skull and other fingers pressed into the side of his jaw as his throat closed around August, who was swelling against him, and his head screeched to him for air, air, air. His eyes flew open as the bolts of pleasure shooting through him turned into a shaft of something sharper, ripping up along his spine and through his gut. He made a short, stifled sound around August, and began to come, shattered by it. A moment later, August gave a brief, quiet moan, and began to spill down the back of his throat. 
Gwen couldn't coordinate his reflexes, swallowed a silty, rounded flavor without thinking even as his lungs screamed. Black encroached on his vision, at first slow, then with the quickness of a striking snake. Hands were shifting around him, moving fast, moving him up and off, and Gwen was choking and coughing and still coming, which was impossible, wasn't possible, and he just wanted his lungs to stop hurting, to stop searing him with their demand for air, because he was giving it to them, he was trying to breathe. His lungs had gone into spasm, and he fisted a hand up into blankets, eyes squeezed shut, and riding out heavy currents of sensation, some pleasurable, some painful, all tangled up in a ball that he couldn't find his way out of. Gwen came back to himself slowly. He focused first on the hand that was stroking the side of his face over and over again, fingers tracing an eyebrow, then the upper curve of his cheekbone, all the way down to his jaw, before starting again. He became aware of a flat pressure against his chest, August Palm measuring out his heartbeats, resting over his sternum. After a minute, that hand came up and checked the pulse point at his neck for a few seconds, before drifting back down to his chest and rubbing circles over his skin. Slow, grounding circles. Gwen pressed his face into the blankets, struck by the sudden, unexpected urge to cry. He swallowed the sobs down, but couldn't stop the fresh wave of tears that came. He was just too undone. He'd come too far apart. Time passed. Gwen's mind drifted, floating in a blackness as deep as that which had crested over his vision before. He became aware of things slowly, that, somehow, he had ended up half on his side, his head in August's lap, that his chest was still hitching on every inhale, and that his lungs ached. His throat was a mess, and one side of his face was bruised where August had dug into the pressure point between his upper and lower jaw. The back of his neck also felt bruised, stiff. Gwen felt a small flicker of dark humor. August had said it was going to hurt, and even if there had been a change of plans, at least he had good follow-through. But he was dimly aware of other things, too. He felt sated. There was a tension he'd been carrying for weeks which had disappeared. It was still there in the background, but for now, he couldn't feel it. He felt lighter, somehow. He blinked blurred vision away and saw August looking down at him, watching him with an unreadable expression on his face. Aftercare, August said, and Gwen squinted up at him. I'm getting up, getting you something to drink. Stay there, as though you could do anything else. August shifted, and Gwen's eyes widened, struck with a sudden sense that August was going to go. He twisted sharply, fearful, and August froze. Really? August said, looking down at him, mouth twisting into a tired smile. I'd just like to point out, that you being like this is why you had to make that blood oath. Gwen, I'm not even leaving the room. Calm down. Gwen watched August as he got off the bed and walked around it to his desk. Gwen hadn't noticed the carafe of water there before, or the glass beside it. There were, he thought, what looked like herbs floating in the water. That was as far as his mind was willing to go before it blanked again. He blinked in surprise when August was back by the bed and pulling him upright frowning when Gwen still had problems coordinating himself. Gwen wrapped shaking fingers around the glass, but August wouldn't let it go, and so they both guided it to Gwen's mouth. "'You sink so far down, don't you?' August said softly, as Gwen took his first sip of water. It tasted sour, astringent, and the first swallow was like thorns in the back of his throat. He winced, and August made a sound of sympathy. "'All of it. The herbs will help.' Gwen wanted to ask him just how many times August had done this before, but he didn't want to talk. He finished the glass of water slowly, noticing halfway through that his throat was hurting less. 
there was a numbing effect that caused the inside of his mouth to tingle. He took longer sips, and then watched as August placed the glass onto his desk and crawled back onto the bed. He took up his place on the headboard again, rearranging cushions and pillows behind himself. He sighed once he was comfortable, then reached forwards and pulled Gwen over. Gwen ended with his head back on August's lap, the side of his face on August's thigh, and his arms by August's sides. August placed both of his hands flat on Gwen's back and then paused. Instead, he reached around himself and picked up Gwen's arms at the wrists, moving them. Like this, August said, around me. Gwen furrowed his brow, unsure of what he meant, and then realization dawned on him. August wanted him to wrap his arms around August's torso. Uncertainly, he did it. It felt oddly sweet, and it set him on edge. August placed his palm flat over one of Gwen's hands and pushed. Press your hands into me, August said, and Gwen did. Gwen. <laughs> August laughed, and Gwen furrowed his brow, not certain what had caused it this time. Embrace me, August said, and Gwen frowned. Why would August want that? And wasn't that what Gwen was doing? Gwen, surely you. August leaned forwards until his hair was brushing the space between Gwen's shoulder blades. His hand stroked a long, languid stroke down Gwen's back. Gwen sighed, and his arm shifted against August, uncertain. He didn't know quite what to do. Gwen, August murmured, when was the last time someone fucked you, and it was gentle? Gwen closed his eyes. He couldn't keep up with August's thoughts, his tangents. He didn't have the energy to even try. Instead, he cast his mind around for an answer to the question. Last time, Gwen said, voice still not quite his own. When you rode me. August shook his head. The motion sent his hair trailing damply across Gwen's back. No, that doesn't count, I'm afraid. Last time doesn't count as a gentle experience for you, regardless of what it looked like. So when? Tell me. You're bossy, Gwen complained, and then pushed his face into August's torso and breathed in the scent of him. It was easier to say that than to say, I don't know. Especially because it would be a lie. He did know. It was a long time ago. Moffat. Things he didn't want to think about. He shook his head absently. August sighed, and Gwen shifted his head up so that he could speak. I don't know what you're sighing about, he complained. You wouldn't, would you? August said. Gwen couldn't be bothered figuring out his tone. He awkwardly pressed his hands into August's sides, then shivered when August stroked his spine again using the heels of his palms for added pressure. It unwound something in the base of Gwen's neck, and he moaned in gratitude. That was very good. I wasn't gentle with you the very first time we met, August said, and Gwen shrugged tiredly. Gwen hadn't been looking for gentle. He'd been looking for absolution. And you say you wouldn't have let me administer aftercare that first time, if you hadn't been tied up and dazed in the first place? And? Gwen said and August breathed out a laugh that had nothing of mirth in it. <laughs> nothing, really. Doesn't sound like nothing, Gwen said, and August feathered his fingers through Gwen's hair. It was nice. It was something that didn't hurt. Gwen wanted to arch his head into the touch, but he thought that might not be the right thing to do, so he stayed still. And you thought the last time was gentle, August said, and then laughed again, the sound soft and despairing. Am I missing something? Gwen said, vexed, beginning to twist around, 
and then stopping when August placed a hand on his shoulder to stop the movement. The hand stroked him back down again, squeezed when he settled. I don't think this is a conversation you're ready to have, August said, and then he shook his head again. It's a conversation I'm not ready to have. If breathplay makes you this melancholy, August, it's going to be tough to convince me to do it again. That's a lie, August said, and Gwen's lips quirked when he heard the smile in August's voice. It's not going to be tough to convince you to do that again. In a week's time, when your throat is whole, all you're going to remember is how good it felt at the end, when you were blacking out and coming at the same time. Gwen shivered at the words, and then a small laugh hiccuped out of his lungs, hurting on its way out. His body was ridiculous. Even now, with the pain, was only remembering how good that had felt. August was right. In a week's time, it would be filed on his list of let's-do-that-again activities. Did you just laugh? August said, incredulous, and Gwen paused. Nodded. I laugh, he muttered. August made a soft sound of scorn, and then shifted out from under Gwen's head. He pulled him up until Gwen's head was resting on the pillows, and then lay alongside him, facing him. He pushed an arm under Gwen's arm, and then, splaying his fingers on Gwen's spine, pulled him forwards. Gwen was too tired to do anything but go with it. He wouldn't let himself sleep, but he could let his thoughts drift for a little longer. He could choose not to pit himself against whatever it was that August was trying to do. He moaned softly when August licked his way into his mouth. August slid his tongue along Gwen so gently that it was startlingly intimate, and Gwen moved, restless. August repeated the gesture, and Gwen moved his arm over, uncertain, and rested it over August's ribs. August withdrew when Gwen was warm and dazed and sleepy. Kiss me, August whispered, and Gwen followed, clumsy, not opening his eyes or bothering with figuring out what he was doing. He had a while to go before he came back to himself again, and until then, he made do with a softer, lazier form of kissing. He pressed his lips to the corner of August's mouth, and then pressed closed lips over August. They were slow, lingering kisses, and they only deepened when August opened his mouth on a sigh, and Gwen parted his lips, dragging them against August's mouth. He took August's lips between his own, but didn't deepen the kiss, preferring this because it was sensory and chaste and warm. When August shut her side against him, Gwen smiled. August pulled back, and Gwen didn't bother opening his eyes, pushing his face down into the pillow instead. August reached up and tilted Gwen's face up, kissing him back, the same closed-mouthed kisses that Gwen had offered. Gwen smiled into them without thinking. This was very nice. Gwen, August said, and then traced the curve of Gwen's lips with his fingers. It made his skin tingle. Rest. I am resting. Gwen said, confused. Keep doing it. His other arm tightened around Gwen's back, and August pressed his forehead to Gwen's. The hand on his back became finger-stroking, one after the other, tracing the line of his spine. Each one was sure and firm and reassuring, enough that Gwen's thoughts scattered outwards, and he felt a strange, deep calm assert itself over him. He didn't know how long August stroked his back like that, but it was long enough that he forgot about the kingdom about his past, about everything except those five lines of sensation and the scent of fresh, clean water.